Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to all my prayer watchers out there in the international audiences. Thank you for joining us tonight. Everyone, I am your humble host, Delta. We thank you so much. Midnight Prayer Watch is live tonight. And so if you haven't been with us ever before, welcome. Oh, gosh, I just feel like right now I want to take a step back because I know this particular topic is when you're talking about are you friend or are you an enemy is it can make people feel like getting into their feelings. So I'm going to take a step back and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray us into this prayer watch because I just feel Holy Spirit saying like, let me into this this time with you. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you give us another opportunity to approach your throne room. Oh, Father, I know this topic is heavy in this season where your sons and daughters are struggling. We're all struggling with just being able to walk out this, um, this, this faith walk with you in a way that doesn't make it seem as if we are not on your side, Father God. It's so much that um, I know that you wanna say to your children tonight, Father. And I just ask that you would take my tongue and crucify it, Lord. And that it be your words that come out um, and that your Holy Spirit would just move all up and through this place all up and through this virtual um, watch online and any people that are listening afterwards on the podcast or on the replay, Father God, we just ask that you would just have your way in their hearts. Let them not hear my words, but let them feel your voice tugging at their hearts in those areas that I have no idea that you have the plans to hit, Lord. And so I just invite you in, Father, and ask that you would just take hold, take the reins from me, Lord. I give it to you. And it's in your name we pray all things, Yahshua HaMashiach. Amen. The prayer point tonight is really something that hit close to home. And I know people are feeling this, what I'm calling the big squeeze. I've been talking about this for the last couple of watches, which is in reference to what the mandates are requiring of you in certain countries. We live um, where Midnight Prayer Watch is stationed currently in the States. And so there's a lot of employers that are expecting you to do this or you don't have a job anymore. And I just want you all to know that there's so much that is being disguised (laughs) And it's only the Lord that is able to keep us where we're at right now and the protection that we have in preserving us. But there's so much wolves in sheep's clothing type attitude that is really just, it's, it's discouraging. But it's also like, if we know what the, the, the book, the good book says about the, the end, And what we know about the beginning, then it's just a sign of the times. And 
what am I trying to say? When it comes to being a friend or a foe or an enemy, what side are you finding yourself on these days? And this example that's happening right now in the States is such that it's the big squeeze because now what is taking place is the true elect, the true sons and daughters are being separated because there's there's decisions that are going to be made that will show if you're set apart or not. And I'm I'm telling y'all like it's so it was so hard for me and that's why I had to start out praying because I really don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. But we always talk on midnight prayer watch we say we keep it real cuz we have to. We have to because people are not telling the world what it is. We're not we're not being real with each other and we're not being real with ourselves and the on, only condition of our heart is known by ourselves and the Lord. And I really don't I really hope that you do not take it this way, but we have to make it plain this season that you're either on one side or the other. There is no middle ground. There is no gray area. There is no, I got my toe in, but my body is still on the other side of the door. No, you, you, this is that season where he is literally creating the division of, I know who my people are because of how they choose to lead their lives the decisions that they make and who they're following. And I know who belongs to me by those decisions. And that's why I really wanted us to just be edified in the word really tonight. And I just invite anybody that even has something that they want to share about their experiences, because I've been sharing like my journey and what's been happening in my company. And I did get my decision last week and they're moving forward with the agenda. And I'm not surprised because this is this is the thing that they don't realize is that it wasn't my decision. It wasn't their decision. They may not even realize that. Okay, because we have to keep it real this season that there are things that we didn't think we would see in our lifetime, but they are happening right now. And if you are trying to live under the rock, if you are trying to live oblivious and act like this is not happening or just shield yourself in your own little space in your bubble and think that you can just continue to stay in that bubble and, and just protect what you have, then you're not on the right side. Point blank, period. You're not on the right side because at this time, this is the time where the Lord is calling us out from among them. And we definitely, we're going to get into that word. I'm telling y'all, it's a lot of scripture we're going to cover tonight because this is one of those topics that creates a lot of friction, not even just in common circles and communities, but even in the church. Because being a conformist or being a part of the world, the church is guilty, guilty as charged for doing things that look like, act like, talk like, sound like the world. And even the Lord called it out in Revelations when he was talking about his churches. And he's talking about these churches like 
This church, y'all are guilty of this. This church, y'all are guilty of that. That church, you forgot me. This church, you lukewarm. I mean, if, if we are truly trying to keep it real, then we need to understand that we can't just think that being a member of the church automatically qualifies me as part of the elect. Who am I shaking tonight? Thinking that you being a member of a church and going to church and doing church and acting like the church and the church is out here looking like the world and you just following behind them. We are in a season where people are making decisions just because everybody else is making the decision. Like, where did we do that? At? What happened to the people that were truly not afraid and unashamed to not look like everybody else, to not stand in a line and not know where everybody was lined up at. So there's this thing that my significant other had showed me the other day. And I thought this would be exactly what we needed to wake some people up so that you could see the decisions that you're making and how sometimes you don't even realize that you out here looking crazy pretty much. So I want y'all to understand that this is this is something that um, was on my heart to share because I think it really does give us an opportunity to see it in in a more relatable way. So this is actually uh, an experiment that was done in the 50s. So I want y'all to watch this and, and we can discuss this afterwards because it's very interesting. The Ash experiment is one of psychology's oldest and most popular pieces of research. A volunteer is told that he's taking part in a visual perception test. What he doesn't know is that the other participants are actors and he's the only person taking part in the real test, which is actually about group conformity. The experiment you will be taking part in today involves the perception of line length. Your task will be simply to look at the line here on the left and indicate which of the three lines on the right is equal to it in length. So, for example... The actors have been told to match the wrong lines. The volunteer will be monitored to see if he gives the correct answer or if he goes along with the opinion of the group and gives the wrong answer. In the first test, the correct answer is two. Uh, one. 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 Two. One. Once again, the correct answer is two. Three. 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 The ASH experiment has been repeated many times and the results have been uh, supported again and again. We will conform to the group. Again, we're very social creatures. We're very much aware of what the people around us think. Uh, we want to be liked, we don't want to be seen to rock the boat, so we will go along with the group. Even if we don't believe what people are saying, we'll still go along. One. 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 Group dynamics is one of the most powerful forces in human psychology. Oh my goodness. Do y'all see what I'm saying though? Can this, is this relating to anybody's situation right now? Okay, let me, let me help break this down. Today, right now, we got people that are saying, you're going to do this or else. 
And you may be that first face that he gave us a minute and five seconds into the video and said, "Mm -mm, that ain't right. There's something wrong with that. I don't know about this. Why would they want us to do that? That And then you see time after time, the person next to you, then the other person, then the next person do it. Then the next person, you're like, well, now I'm standing out. And then we get the other face. And then we get the, oh, okay, well, I guess it is one. When I know it's wrong, but I don't want to stand out. And this this conversion, this conformity is like contagious. What happened in the room? Everybody else had it, but he didn't have it. So he got to look like everybody else. And so making it real for what we're going through today. If you are feeling the big squeeze and I just want to encourage you and there's everything that is being like, you're not going to have this and you're not going to be able to do that and dangling this in front of you and you thought you could do this now, you thought you could go to that restaurant, you thought you could go to that show, you thought you could get on that cruise, you thought you could travel to that country. Nah, in order to do that now, you got to go. And in this case, with this experiment, you got to go with the group. And what's the group doing? They're doing something that you knew, your instinct told you, your true identity, probably your spirit man was like, "Uh uh-uh, we not we not doing that. What? That's what we got to do? I don't think so. And I'm telling y'all, like, this is not just relatable to what's happened to us in this this season and what's taking place and who knows where this is all going to continue off to. But this is going to be applicable to anything that comes along. What is it about us in humanity right now together that we feel like we can't be set apart. We can't not look like everybody else in the room. We have to conform and socialize to the people around us and be what the what the um the psychologist in the in the video said, we have to be liked. What is it about that that we're not getting we're not catching it. And we feel like we have to be in this space today where for some reason, we're willing to sacrifice. Let me say it again. We are willing to sacrifice the things that we know we hold true in order to not stand out. It's not a lot of people. I'm saying it's not a lot of people that would be in the same situation and just to be comfortable. That's all it is. It's just to not feel the spotlight, just to be comfortable, just to blend in. We'll do whatever else the group is doing. And I'm telling y'all right now, that is not how the Lord created us to be. He told us specifically, we are to come out from among them. He came and got us out of Egypt where they enslaved us and where they were treating us poorly. And we were crying out to him for how many years? 
and he took us out from among them. And what do we want to do? We want to go back and be like them? Are we smoking something? <laughs> what are we smoking these days that we would we would get delivered and then still try to look like we haven't been delivered, to act like we haven't been delivered, to to put our toe in the in the water, like they say, just put your dip your toe in the water and just you know you're half in half out. It's cool. You don't have to be completely over here sold out for God. You could just you know go to church every Sunday and know the hymns. You could raise your hands when the worship leader is is filling the spirit. You can you can mimic this way of looking like it and not really be like it. Oh, who am I touching tonight? So are you in that space? And trust me, we all need to just do some heart searching to see if there is anything that we have compromised, to see if there is any um, uh, uh, place in our lives where we made a decision not and denied that that tugging in our heart, not in a place where we thought that we were actually doing what we called to do, but that we just didn't want to stand out. But how do you not want to stand out when he calls us separate? When he cut us off from the group and he said, you don't look like them. You don't act like them. I didn't create you to be them. And you don't worship their gods. But yet, we find ourselves very close. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was to look in a group of people, I wouldn't just be able to spot out somebody that was a believer. I, I don't know about, and it's it's not just a, a generational thing. It's not just a today thing. It is not just a you thing. This is a me thing. This is a we thing. We have to take responsibility. And the only way we can get past this is through a repentant heart this season, because the Lord has said very clearly, this is your decision. What are you going to do? Do you know who I called you to be? Do you know that I said you are my special treasure and that you are not to be unequally yoked with these people. You are not to eat with these people. You are not to go after those idols that they worship and worship with them. I mean, that we, we talked about that. The last wives, like, do you want this rest? What are we doing this season? I don't know, but I know he is saying, come out from among them. And he's making it plain that the people that are caving, that are giving in, that know they should not have, but just did not want to be the one that stood out in the line, the one that looked strange in the group, the one that didn't say what everybody else said, that you are unfortunately going to be in the same group. Whatever happens to them is going to happen to you. You're not going to be able to, to skip out on whatever those consequences are. And that's that's exactly why I had this heavy heart going 
coming into the watch. I'm trying to tell y'all, like, I, I I know that it's a hard subject to understand. It's a hard sub. It's a hard pill to swallow. But we have to be real with ourselves. Like, do you really want to spend eternity in the darkness? What the Lord says is in pitch black, where it's just torment and terror and gnashing of teeth. Do you really want that? I mean, if you could make that decision today, is like, do I want darkness, tormenting, oppression, gnashing of teeth forever? Or do I want eternity with the Lord who's been protecting and preserving me and has good plans for me? If you could just say that, like, what would your decision be? Uh, duh, we would always choose eternity. But do what is the problem with understanding that that is exactly what you are choosing? Every single day, you choose to be like the world. Because what the word says is that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Who wants to be God's enemy? Do y'all really understand this wrath that the Lord has for his enemies? Let me get let me give y'all the scripture. James 4 4. Adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Enmity with God. Not, I'm just tight with you right now. And you know, you just need to go in a corner real quick and cool down and, and maybe we can try to resolve this thing afterward. No, it's enmity with God. That enemy is friend or enemy, and that's it. And whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So you have a choice. And I just pray that you do not choose this thing Knowing that he said, if you choose this, this is what happens. We talked about this. If this, then that. What are we, what are we doing? Why are we flirting around with this? And, and it clearly says, everybody knows this scripture of Revelations. Like, it's better for you to be cold than lukewarm. You either hot or you're cold. You can't be teeter-tottering on this fence no more. Because it's going to be clear. Clear as ice, who is coming out from among them? Who is already doing the work of the Lord? Who is on the side where we are trying to be over here with Abba Father doing what he said to do? And he's making these things very clear. And the world is showing us like it's going to be a distinct line. And we will know too. So you all, it's just, it's just a season of repentance across the board. And we are sharing truth, but we are not better than anyone out here that may be operating on the side of the enemy, knowingly or unknowingly. Like this, this sacrifice that was made for us on the cross is for all of us. We're not better than anyone that hasn't caught it yet. And the reason why we're out here going hard in the paint is because we want you 
to be able to know the truth and to feel the freedom that comes in knowing this truth. And it's just, oh, it's time to make sure that you're calling an election is sure. And so as we talked about, you have to understand that there are consequences to your actions. And there may not, you might've been able to skirt the issue in the past. You may have been able to get away with acting or talking like the world or listening to the world, worldly things or dressing like the world these days. It is not, not worth it because there's too many things that are, that you're literally at, at stake. So let's get washed in this scripture because this literally says what we're dealing with. Matthew 16, starting verse 25, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever, whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Are you ready to lose your life to gain your life is what I like to say for that scripture. And then here's where we are now. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the world, the whole world, and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What are you giving up? And maybe you're giving that up unknowingly in exchange for your soul. You can't get that back. Your soul, I mean, I I don't know if if that's something that is is real. Like I don't, it doesn't say that in the world that you can't get that back. But I feel like it's like one of those eternity decisions. Is like when you feel like you're over here, your heart is hardened. And then you're just not in a space where the Lord can reach you anymore. It's not that he doesn't want to reach you. It's that you have chosen the world and the world has got you sucked in and has got you in a vacuum. And your heart is so hard that his voice can't reach you anymore. His tugging doesn't feel the same anymore. Are you that person tonight? that you used to feel conviction, strong conviction when you were doing something and now you're still doing that same thing, but you don't feel that same tugging or you haven't felt that tugging in a while. Brothers and sisters in Christ, believers, non-believers, let me tell you, that is not good. No bueno. That is absolutely something that I would encourage you strongly to get before the Lord on, because if you had that level of conviction and then now you don't even feel it no more, the heart can be hardened. And the Lord says in his word, he specifically hardened Pharaoh's heart when he sent the plagues and Moses went with Aaron to petition the Pharaoh and said, let my people go. But He had a purpose, but he chose to harden Pharaoh's heart so his purpose could be manifested. So the fact that we know that the Lord also can harden your heart in this thing, and he said in multiple occasions, I will give you over to your tormentors. I will let you get to that reprobate mind. Come play with me if you want to. This is just how I feel like the Lord be talking. Like he is just, he's being real for real. And I want you to understand this is real for real decisions this season. Are you a friend or are you an enemy? 
he made that very clear, very clear. And when it comes to this conformity, like we've been talking about, if if you are in the space where you are just, I want to flirt around with the world, I want to just have my toe in and all this kind of stuff. There's this scripture, not on the screen, but there's a scripture that says bad company, uh, I think corrupts good morals, which pretty much is like, you may have good intentions as a lot of, especially my believers, fellow believers, we, we feel like our commission, which is true, is to go out and to spread the good news. And so we find ourselves in environments that we are in the world, right? We we can't help it. Like we, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. But then we also have this burden for souls to be saved in order to get there. In order to get in front of people, we have to be in these environments. But let me tell you, if you are in these environments and you really are trying to help people know the truth, encourage them to have a relationship with the Lord and to be saved, then I think that there's a difference in that as opposed to you, let me just call it what it is going to the club with your unsafe friends and hoping that just being in a place where they also can see that you're relatable and that maybe you can slide in a little Bible verse or a scripture here or there. Oh, who am I helping tonight? Holy Spirit. Oh, keep moving, Holy Spirit. If you are in a place where you are flirting to convert your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you know that they are not a believer and you're just hoping that they will see that while you're flirting with them they'll also catch the holy spirit and decide to be saved and then you'll be able to get married and live happily ever after one day oh okay holy spirit keep going so there's this analogy that I hear on this podcast that I follow um, called Godly Dating 101. And they talk about this flirting to converting thing. And definitely a podcast I recommend. It's, it's so dope. They, they are like very consistent and they just give a really good perspective about how to date in a godly way. It's good stuff. Um, but one of their analogies that they use is that it's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull someone up. So if you feel like what I'm saying to you is excusing this, I'm just out here because I want to be relatable and I want to, you know, help people know Jesus and know the truth that I found. So I just want to make sure that I can reach them. This is a dangerous place to be in. And so I encourage you to get before the Lord and really, really let your heart out and say, what are my true intentions with this? And am I really doing these things? Am I really being a part of these events? Am I really going out to these places because I have a burden for the souls that are there? 
my friend, my family member? Or am I doing this because I still got Egypt inside of my heart and I don't know how to operate in this come out from among them lifestyle? You just call it like it is. We got to get Egypt out of our hearts, y'all. So this scripture too, Romans 12 too, I know y'all heard about this one. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yah. Romans 12, 2. And then this one, ooh, I've been saying this all night. 2 Corinthians 6, 17, the Lord said, therefore come out from among them and be separate. Not, not with them, not flirting to convert them, not worshiping their idols, not marrying their people. Like there's some real, real deal situations in the Old Testament where the Lord was delivering the children of Israel, getting ready to give them the promised land. And they were going up against these different, um, these different tribes. And, and he literally said, you killing everybody. Every single person in that tribe, nobody is living because that wickedness is not coming into this because you are holy people. You are my people. And there will not be anything over here that is evil, period. He was not playing. I don't think, I don't know if some of y'all really understand that the Lord is not playing with us tonight. He is not playing with us this season. And he wants us to catch, this is how his love for us is so deep. We don't even understand it. He wants us to catch this. It's like, I am holy and I called you separate and established you as a people. And what does he say at the end of this verse? Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. It's like, almost like that, like, Oh, you know, oh, you got the cooties. You can't come over here. Just, you know, going back to the old preschool days. And he's like, don't come over here with those cooties. I am clean, holy, and I expect holiness and cleanliness. And who are we to challenge that and just be like, God, accept me with all these spots and blemishes. And, you know, people are literally taking advantage of repentance. Let me just call it what it is. You're taking advantage of repentance. You're taking advantage of God's grace and mercy. And he knows it. And you know it. And I don't know about you, but I would not want to be in that position. If you get to the finish line and the Lord is like, oh, that's what you was really trying to do, huh? He already knows it now. I'm saying like, you have not truly come before him and repented with your heart and poured out and said, Lord, I will not do that anymore and turned away from those actions. But if you have, oh my goodness, I encourage you to do that quick, fast, in a hurry, because I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm not, I'm not separate from this, that there are times where you, where you sin and I'm going to just keep it real because we continue to keep it real where I'm in sexual immorality and I'm like, oh, well, I could just ask for repentance after that. 
Who am I touching tonight? Holy Spirit, keep moving. Keep moving, Holy Spirit. Where you out here and you know you shouldn't have been smoking or drinking and partying last night, but you go to church the next day and it's like, well, Lord, you know the condition of my heart. Oh, no, no, no. What, did it, what is the cliche now? Oh, the Lord knows my heart. I know I've said that before. And I had to repent. And I repent now, Lord. Again, like, Father, help us to not take you as a joke. Or not take you as for what you have shown us to be your true character in your word. Lord, forgive us for working iniquity in your house and for trying to be like the world when we were taken out, when we asked to be taken out and delivered from the world. Like what kind of messed up stuff is that? Like we we cried out to him to take us out from all of these crazy idol worship, crazy different things and rituals and whatever that was happening and to take us out of bondage and chains and all of this, these uh, 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 slavery tactics that were done to us and, and beatings and everything like that. And then when he delivered us and showed us that he was taken care of, what did we do? We complained. We murmured. We, we got Moses hemmed up lots of times because of our not wanting to divorce the world. And tonight, as we finish up this prayer point, I am so, so just heavy with this. Please get before Abba and lay before his feet anything that you have done that has been in agreement with the world, that has conformed to the world's views, customs, um, the things that you know in your heart that you just have not wanted to let go of or had even tried to deceive yourself into thinking that you were doing something such as flirting to converting. And it was for the Lord, but it really wasn't. So... I just hope that this has done something. I know it has done something because Holy Spirit is all up and through this thing tonight. All right. So I just, I know from, from just me and my perspective that you would get out of this what was meant for you tonight. And that maybe this is just a start, but don't let go of the process that's going to need to take place and that's, you're going to have to continue to do the hard work in partnership with the Lord to get free from this friendship with the world. Because there, there may be certain areas that you may not even realize that you have conformed to, that you are in the group dynamics socialization category, and you are convincing yourself that you are still set apart and still separate. We all need to take account. We all need to examine these things. So, oh, this has definitely been a powerful prayer point. And if if this is something that you 
feel like we need to continue to press into or go into, we can definitely do that going into this next season. But I know Holy Spirit is saying we need to just keep going um, and keep interceding for someone that is in a place right now where you are crying out to the Lord. And and everything that I've said has been almost like fire and brimstone. But (laughs) I, I don't want you to feel like the Lord is just here to punish us because he has made this very clear expectation known. And it's, it's not a punishment, but it's, it's his way of chiseling us into who he created us to be. Everything that we deal with today is a product of us being raised in the world. And he may not have gotten to us, and we may not have seen the connection of where our true identity lies, where he now comes in and he's got to deal with all the gunk that has now accumulated in our lives from the world. And, and we have to recognize that we can't see that in our natural eyes. And we can't recognize that in our heart because our heart is naturally wicked. So we have to ask him and, and ask for that contrite heart and that broken spirit before him, which are the things that please him because he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knew us before we were formed in the womb. So if you are a person that is looking right now and is seeking after him and want to know him as your own personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says, you call on the Lord that you will be saved. And if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth, then it just, it takes, it's so simple. It's so simple, even the word says a child could do it. And so if you'll recite this salvation prayer with me tonight, this is just the beginning um, of your relationship with the Lord. God, I come to you asking for forgiveness. I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you sent your son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, paying the penalty for my sins. And he was raised from the grave and is alive right now and coming again. I confess you as my Lord and personal savior. Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. In your name, I pray. Amen. So if you just prayed that prayer, we are so excited because this is just the beginning. This is just the first step. And we are not the only ones that are excited. We know that there are angels. Everybody is stopped in heaven right now rejoicing for you. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And now you get to start this journey of getting to know him better. And what better way to start than to get into the word get into community. And we have so many different resources um, here at Midnight Prayer Watch uh, that we recommend for our ladies and for our men. If there's something that you are just like, hey, I'm really interested in learning more about this, or I just want to see discipleship or something that you are saying, hey, we, we are just looking for more help in this area, then I encourage you Um, even now to just get before the Lord and ask him, where do I begin? 
who, and trust me, he's probably sending people now, or he's already sent someone that you have coming to mind, like that person. Yep. Mm -hmm, they planted the seed. Let me go see. <laughs> so we encourage you to continue because we all need each other. It's a body of believers, meaning that the head don't operate without the limbs. The limbs can't operate without the head. And, you know, we all need hands, feet, legs, arms, all that good stuff. So we all need to be unified. And just Midnight Prayer Watch is just so encouraged that you would um, just continue the, the path of discipleship. So if there's anything that you're interested in and in joining in our corporate programs, such as our Ladies Anxiety and Depression Support Group or our Men's Kings Bible Study, then feel free to stay connected with us, follow, subscribe us. Hey, DM us, okay? We are not over here trying to be too cute. We definitely want you to just get in contact with us. We are continuing to uplift prayers this season for those that have submitted their requests. Um, and we're getting so much praise reports. Oh my goodness. I just got a praise report today from someone that was like, oh, the Lord is expedient. Uh, that we uplift and we keep in our prayer journals here at Midnight Prayer Watch team. You all are important to us. And we are so honored to just have an opportunity to stand in agreement with you and continue to intercede on your behalf. And we know and we see there is evidence that the Lord is moving. Let's continue to remember that the Lord is moving and he continues to break strongholds. He continues to pull them down because he is mighty. He continues to move those mountains and we have to stay focused on that. He doesn't say focus on the things that are not going right. He said focus on things above and not things of this world and keep your eyes on those things and your mind trained in the things that are pure lovely, delightful, and of good report. So we love those praise reports. Keep them coming in. And every night at midnight, we also encourage you to intercede, even when you're not on Midnight Prayer Watch, because it is a very effective prayer watch hour to subvert the plans of the enemy. We will be back again next week. Same time, same place. We appreciate everybody just hanging in there, rocking with us. Midnight Prayer Watch Live. What do we always say? Stay up, y'all. Stay blessed and stay washed in this word.